everybody had some kind of money trauma in their ancestor line that we don't know has been subconsciously passed on to us. This idea that, oh my God, there might not be enough, right? So think about what it's like to have parents or ancestors who lived through the Great Depression. It doesn't matter how many college degrees I have, doesn't matter how many years of experience I have, doesn't matter if I'm the employee of the month, when the Great Depression hits, doesn't matter if you're the best at your job, you're not going to get paid, right? So this trauma of it doesn't matter how hard I try, I'm not going to make enough money to provide for my family, gets passed down from generation to generation where there's a lot of fear. Welcome to The Wealthy and Well Woman, a podcast that celebrates choosing a life of overflow. If you're looking to grow your business, live on purpose, and feel your best while doing it, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Kat Sanuski, the business coach for wellness leaders and visionary female entrepreneurs, founder of Be Well Events and international yoga teacher and trainer. My goal in this podcast is to help you curate your life by design and claim your dream business by giving you actionable tips and trainings that help you get out of your own way, step into your power and monetize your magic. I'll be bringing you a thought training or interview from experts that will help you break through your fears, take action and grow into those massive visions that you can't stop thinking about. I am so happy you're here. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I'm super excited to announce today's guest, Winnie Chan Wang, who is a trauma-informed licensed acupuncturist and a well-loved woman. She has four science degrees, and she loves removing blockages in the soul, heart, mind, energy, and body levels so that her clients can have abundance in health, love, and finances. Since the body keeps the score, we love using the body as a report card. I'm so excited to have you here, Winnie. Thank you. You for joining us today. Hi, Kat. Good morning. I'm so excited to be with you and all of your listeners. Yes. If you don't mind to get started, just letting us know how you got yourself on this path, a little background of who you are and how you ended up here. I am an Asian immigrant, so I do speak fluent Chinese. And it's really funny because my whole life, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I grew up just following the formula, you know, the formula being, I think I have to study hard, get into a good college, apply for jobs, get a job, get a husband, buy a house, have kids. And right now I'm 42. And I realized most of my life, I have lived according to what my parents want me to do and what my ex-husband wanted me to do. And I've just spent my whole life people pleasing. But part of the perfection of the people pleasing is that I have four signs degrees because my dad is a very impressive man. He's been a surgeon for 54 years. He's a very well-respected GI surgeon in Hong Kong and head of the most prestigious hospital head of uh, surgery department there. And so my whole life, I've kind of daddy issues, right? So I'm like, what can I do to impress him? Another degree, another degree, another degree, another degree. And so that's how I worked so hard and have four science degrees, including going to MIT and getting a degree in computer science. Now I'm going to share with you something really embarrassing, which is first year in college 
college, I barely knew how to type the URL into a browser. <laughs> That's how computer illiterate I was, yet I majored in computer science from MIT. And so what that told you is that every woman has the ability to make miracle happen, you know, just by pure declaration, pure will, I'm going to make it happen. But the funny story it wasn't because I love computer science. It was because I was people pleasing. When I was in high school, my college counselor, so they have this counselor that advises you what college to apply to. He's like, oh, Winnie, you have such good grades in math and science. So why don't you go apply for MIT? But the funny thing is, I don't actually love math and science more than other things. I'm just an immigrant. So you can't expect my English and my history to have as good grades as math and science just because it's my second language. I'm at a disadvantage writing papers, but because I didn't know myself at all, completely disconnected. And so I follow the formula. People tell me what to do. I apply, I got in. And my dad said, you know, Winnie, if you majored in computer science, you would never be without a job. You would never be unemployed. And I was like, that's true. I can never be unemployed if I have a computer science degree from MIT. And so that is the beginnings of how I've spent my whole life just doing what my dad says and doing what my ex-husband says until one day I was having such severe anxiety and depression. I would spend every day crying and not really knowing what's wrong with me. I just know something is wrong, but I don't know what's wrong. Sometimes I'd even cry for three hours at a time. And that's when I had this near-death car accident that gave me the spirit spiritual awakening. Wait, I'm not here to live in the past where I hold all kinds of grudges about all the things that people should and should not have done, including feeling bad about the things I've done in the past. And I'm also not here to live in all the fear, all the things I tell myself I can and cannot do. That's also limiting me. And so the gift of the car accident is that I really started living in the now and combining my spiritual cultivations. You know, I, I develop medical intuitions. So I'm able to check into a person and just find the blockages in them. And my science degrees, I became a hacker. So I hack people, you know, whether they have financial blockages, love relationship blockages, health blockages, you know, they come find me and then I have a really good time. It's like solving a puzzle. That is so amazing. I love all of the different experience you have. I especially love that you highlighted, you went from the people pleasing to what people told you, oh, you'll be good at this. You should follow this. I know exactly what's that like, what that's like. And I think a lot of our listeners have experienced that and have kind of like gone through something similar. So before we get into like the juice of, of your specialty and your expertise and some of the shadow work and trauma healing that and removing blocks for success, I would love to know, like, how was that experience? Because I know you went through the car accident. You had this awakening. And I do think some of these difficult times in our lives make us realize and view life in a different way where we really realize, like, how do I want to live? What am I doing? Am I in this robotic state? And how can I come more alive? How can I do more of what I love? But those layers of people pleasing, of wanting to get the approval of your dad, of all of these things that kind of led you down that initial path, those can be still difficult to just drop overnight, right? So 
what was your experience like making that transition? Did you feel like it was kind of like a snap wake up moment where you're just like, okay, <laughs> all of this is done. I'm rerouting, I'm changing paths and this is my life now. Or was it a little difficult to go through that? Like, what would you have for first, just like, what was your experience with that? Yeah, thanks for asking that question. And I love to share because for all the listeners out there also, there isn't one size fits all in the healing journey. I wish there's like a formula that people can just apply, but God or source or universe created all of us, this diverse portfolio of people <laughs> to speak in financial terms, right? Some of us are talented artists. Some of us are lawyers, architects, doctors. So because we all have different perspectives, our journeys are going to look different. And it's funny because I'm actually writing a second book called Unlocking Light, because I know that so many people are in the dark right now where they're trying to find the light. So my most important tip is try everything. Be open-minded. Try healing at the soul, the heart, the mind, the energy, and the body level. In the beginning of my trauma, I had so much fear, guilt, and shame that I can't even be in talk therapy because to really face my shadow required that I be very vulnerable and admit the things that I wish I had done differently. And I wasn't strong enough to own my mistakes or I wasn't strong enough to own how I have disempowered myself. I'm not strong enough to own how I secretly wish to be controlled and kept small by the people who wanted to control and keep me small. So it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing because, well, I really want to be empowered, but right now it's not safe for me to even work with a talk therapist because whenever I just talk, I would just cry and then have palpitations and anxiety. And I, I felt like I can't even be in the body. It's almost like I want to slice my body open and escape. You know, that's why our country has such severe addiction problem, right? We're addicted to social media, Netflix, alcohol, sex, whatever your escape is, you know, my escape was actually work. I love working because whenever I work, I get to escape some of the healed trauma that I had. So the very first thing that actually made a difference was I went to a shaman and she really literally physically cracked my heart open. And the reason was because I had so little self-love cat to admit and look at all the shadow work and all my shadow. It would be too much. I had too much shame. So I really just needed a really badass woman, if I can say that, to literally just hold me and tell me, Winnie, it's safe, it's safe. And she just literally hold me, this is like an older woman, and literally physically crack my heart open. Because I had such great heart walls. I didn't know who I was. I was just in a permanent state of trauma. And so I think for about a year, I just went to her every week just to cry and release. And eventually she told me, Winnie, I can't help you anymore. You need to go to a talk therapist. And so that was sort of the beginning stages. And I've been on this journey for about five years. And 
I do this every day. Uh, it's it's actually wonderful. And I am so passionate about what I do. And I just really love sharing that with others because it's it's very difficult in the beginning. But right now where I am, it's almost orgasmic. When I do this work, there is a level of ecstasy. You know, in tantric Buddhism, when somebody gets angry, for example, they get excited because that is their ticket to enlightenment. About two years ago, one time I was so angry at my ex-husband because he was telling me that the way that I parent was not the right way. And I'm like, okay, you're treating me like I'm a three-year-old. You're shaming me. And I just felt so angry. And I remember thinking, Winnie, don't just swallow it. Don't just let this anger stay inside the body because in traditional Chinese medicine, we learned that anger damages the liver. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to let this anger hurt me. It has to come out. So I went to the farthest room I can in the house and I gave myself permission. I said, Winnie, I don't care if my kids are going to be permanently psychologically damaged if they hear mom scream in the middle of the night, but you go do it because your liver and not getting, you know, breast cancer and fibroids and cysts and all these other things that women get in their reproductive system. Because, you know, in traditional Chinese medicine, we say the liver is connected to the reproductive system. It is more important that I take care of my health. And so I just gave myself total and utter permission to express my anger. And I just screamed like I was like, <clears throat> And I used myself like a drum. And then I entered this altered state of consciousness. And I rolled my anger like a surfer riding a wave all the way to the end. And at the end, I kid you not, I had head to toe vibrations. Like I was having the strongest orgasm I've ever had. And I was like, wow, that's what it's like to experience my anger into infinity. And it was the most beautiful experience ever. So I'm like, wow. And having done that one time, I no longer am afraid of my anger because I know that I'm a badass woman and I don't have to stay small anymore. When I'm angry, there's a safe way for me to validate myself and also not like go around killing people, but just in, you know, behind closed doors. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that your journey with going through talk therapy, having that trauma built up in the body, escaping into addiction. This is all first off, very familiar with um, something that I went through after my brother's death. I was the same way. I couldn't go to talk therapy. I would have people like, you, you know, you need to get into therapy. You need to do this. But I would go in, in exactly the same. I just like ball and want to escape. And then at that time, turn more towards alcohol, which work is a healthier addiction. <laughs> But it wasn't until yoga for me that was able to like bring me, okay, into my body, where am I feeling this? And then be able to process and go into talk therapy later. So I love that you shared that. And thank you for sharing so vulnerably with us, your journey as well through that. I love hearing too, your processing system of the screaming of getting the anger out of the body. I remember um, years ago when I actually went on a yoga retreat, they did this holistic massage. I can't remember what it was called. And they actually, something they said to me is, I think you're holding a lot of anger in your belly. And it mm -hmm. just made me think of that. It was like, yeah, you hold, and I know you do a lot of work on this. So I would love to hear what 
you would say to people of, um, I know you do a lot of like where people are holding trauma in the body and how that's getting built up and how I know you use the body as a report card. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how, if someone is wondering like, Hmm, am I holding, am I, did I not process trauma? Am I holding anger? Am I holding this in my body? And is it showing up in other ways? Is it showing up, you know, is this the cause of my fibroid or my cysts or, you know, like, can you give us any advice as to how, how you use the body as a report card and how we may be able to tap into that knowledge? Yes, I love to. So, um, very simply traditional Chinese medicine, which has been around for thousands of years, we say that anger is trapped in the liver and this disconnection, abandonment, loneliness is trapped in the heart. Overthinking, overworking depletes the st spleen stomach, which is the digestion. The We call it the middle burners because it's in the middle. And then the grief is stored in the lungs. And then fear is stored in the kidneys. You know, when we work with different clients, there is a way to, in the traditional Chinese medicine, sometimes we take people's pulse and sometimes we look at their tongue. Those are more of the traditional methods. For me, I just know because I have cultivated the intuition exactly where the blockages are. And sometimes it's actually really fun. Um, so I'm going to give an example. So yesterday I was working with a client and he has money blockages. So he's in a lawsuit where, you know, people are trying to steal money from him and he has an agent that's supposed to get work for him, but for years did not get any work for him. And in fact, it's like sabotaging his success. And then, you know, he works with producers and the producers cannot find money to pay him. Him, right. So part of this is understanding that we create our reality. So he had blockages in his heart and his lower abdomen where he's not able to receive love. He's not able to receive support. And so therefore he's not able to receive money. Everyone in his life is trying to not give him money or take money from him. And then if you go deeper, it also has immigrant roots you know his his parents are asian immigrants and so there's trauma around you know when you immigrate to another country it's hard to get a job it's hard to find money so some of these money blockages this negative financial karma isn't even his it's like inherited from his parents or grandparents you know for me my mother was a refugee and my grandparents went through world war ii you know in asia but i'm sure you know in this country you might have had the great depression you know everybody had some kind of money trauma in their ancestor line that we don't know has been subconsciously passed on to us this idea that oh my god there might not be enough right so think about what it's like to have parents or ancestors who lived through the great depression it doesn't matter how many college degrees i have doesn't matter how many years of experience i have doesn't matter if i'm the employee of the month when the great depression hits doesn't matter if you're the best at your job, you're not going to get paid. This trauma of 
it doesn't matter how hard I try, I'm not going to make enough money to provide for my family gets passed down from generation to generation where there's a lot of fear, scarcity, victim mindset that get passed down. And so unless we move the body, such as doing yoga, qigong, and, you know, maybe work with a mindset coach and maybe do some of this healing at the soul level where you have somebody or teach you how to self-clear negative financial karma, you're kind of trapped, you know? So if anybody who's listening kind of feel like, yeah, I've had this like negative financial karma forever, understand how common it is. Well, of course, let's take a moment and find compassion for ourselves, our parents, our grandparents. But the good news is you can unlock your maximum potential. Yes, I love that. So true. So when you are when somebody is looking at these blocks and would you say the best way to detect the blocks is working with a professional, like working with somebody that, that does this and can help you identify those blocks? Or would you say there's any tools for maybe becoming aware and self-identifying any of these blocks? Great. I absolutely love that question. So first of all, as I'm sure you tell your listeners all the time, working with an expert is the best way to spend your money. (laughs) You're going to make your money back 40 times because you cannot imagine when you clear those blockages, you're going to want a house, you buy a house, you want a new job, you buy a new, you know, whatever, land everything, because these blockages are really like handcuffs. I want everybody to just picture slavery, like imagine having cuffs around your ankles, and you just can't even pick your feet up to run and fly where you're the way humans are designed to be. So if you're thinking about working with any kind of talk therapist, acupuncturist, you know, life coach, spiritual healer, do it because you're going to make your money back. I could not agree more with that. Yes. But that being said, I also completely understand some people lost their job during COVID. They just can't afford it. And that's why you know, I always put out lots and lots of free videos on social media. And also I host this online community once a week, I actually offer a free healing blessing to help people clear whatever blockages and you know, self-clear karma. So I teach you how. I think the best way is instead of giving you a fish is to teach you how to fish, right? So if you knew how to self-clear your blockages, then you can do it. It just takes longer than working with a professional. So something that takes me 10 minutes might take you 25 hours, but it doesn't mean you can't do it yourself. It just means it takes longer, but there is absolutely a way through everything. How do you have any tools for anxiety. Is there anything that you recommend for people that are experiencing just kind of like general anxiety and how to reroute that and turn it on and off? What I recommend is to realize when you have anxiety, the first thing is to be aware of it. My beloved teacher, Dr. Raven Lee, she teaches the A, B, C, D, E method. So A is aware. So it looks like this oh, I notice that I'm having anxiety right now. I notice I have palpitations. I notice I want to run away from this body. I notice how I just don't want to be here right now, okay? B is breath. So I would recommend that you put one hand on the heart and one hand over the lower abdomen and just close your eyes, just taking long, deep breaths and visualizing a light ball in your heart, turning on the love 
and then visualizing a light ball in your lower abdomen and visualizing the support, your strength, your trust and determination, reminding yourself that you are still here, right? You've gone through everything to be here. You know, all of us have had something. For example, I might remind myself, oh, I've done a half marathon. Like remind yourself something that you're proud of, you know, that you are a strong person. And then connecting the heart and the lower abdomen. I like to call this sending a text message from the heart into the lower abdomen and say, I love you. And then visualizing the light ball and the lower abdomen to say, I support you. And then now visualizing that they're two BFFs and they're sending, I love you down and I support you up forming a circle of communication. And that's it. That's the most receiving breath because now you are loving yourself even when you feel like you're going nuts and you're supporting yourself and really understand the anatomy, right? Anatomy, anxiety is because, you know, we have blockages in the stomach and diaphragm. So some people call it the third chakra. And so the, the chi is unable to descend past the third chakra. So all the stuff, chi, is stuck above your chest. And so that's why we have the physical sign of anxiety. You know, one of the tips that I love giving all of my clients with insomnia is if you have anxiety in the middle of the night, and you just can't fall asleep, play Robin Hood, okay? Go to the bathroom, find a bucket, soak your feet in hot water. When we are thinking, overthinking, it's like, let's say everybody has $100, right? It's like having $80 in the head. And that's why everything is trapped here. The more I have $80 to spend, the more I think, the more I have more money here. And so I'm perpetuating that my anxiety. But the simple act of soaking my feet in hot water well, guess what? I'm physically stealing money from my head and then putting it into my feet. And because there's no money in my head or less money in my head, naturally, it's going to have less or fewer thoughts. And so I don't even need, you know, to do any breathing technique or whatever. I'm like, okay, go to bathroom, soak your feet. <laughs> I love that. I, I actually haven't, I've heard this before for migraines, like something similar to this, like put a cold pack on your head and soak your feet and like Epsom salt, like hot Epsom salt, like something like that, which kind of makes sense because it's similar, right? In the, in the action. But I love that for anxiety. It's such a tangible, quick, like try this now tool that people can use. So thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. And I love the breath work with the visualization of connecting those energy centers as well and sending the messages back and forth. Those were such good tools. Exactly. I just want to add that it doesn't matter if you have migraine or you have anxiety. If you do this for 30 days straight, girlfriend, if you soak your feet in hot water 30 minutes every night before you go to bed, your anxiety has no chance. Migraine, no chance. Okay. In fact, whatever things that's going on in your body, you know, in traditional Chinese medicine, we say pain is no flow. Flow is no pain. So even if you have lower back pain, uh, shoulder pain, doesn't matter. You just get the chi flowing. We live in a world of technology iPhones and computers and Zoom meetings. And of course, all of our chi is up here in the head. So <laughs> that's your feet. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is our new nighttime routine. Everyone listening, <laughs> wealthy and well women, time to soak your feet for, would you say 30 minutes? Yeah. I love that. That's a new challenge. <laughs> There's one other thing that I wanted to ask you before we move into our final, our final couple of questions. I know you talk a lot about sharing shame. And I know a lot of these things that we've talked about today of, you know, switching from people pleasing, of anxiety coming up, of noticing and trying to work through these blocks and trauma healing and all of this also feeds into this creation of shame that we may hold on to, like all of these pieces together. And you talk, I know, about sharing shame to be able to heal others. And this is something I'm a huge fan of. So I would love to hear your thoughts on this and, and why or how sharing your shame, in your opinion, can help heal others. Yeah, exactly. So actually, I wrote down everything I don't like about me in a book. It's called Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow Your Power. It's the opposite of in the beginning, when my shame is so big that I can't even go to talk therapy. Like I can't even behind closed door admit everything, all all of my anger anger and you know manipulation and unworthiness I can't even talk to a professional talk therapist about this and what I realize is when you read my book it's a safe way for you to learn about the healthy normal human experience because it's not your story right our ego me 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 it's hard to face our shadow because it hurts it hurts to know that I did this but when you read it as in somebody else's story then you're just like oh look at her you know oh so this is so if you want to know how to heal everything whether it's like grief anger suppression fear unworthiness read this book it's the bible on shadow work and the part about sharing in a community is i created a companion course an 11-week course to go with this and it's this idea that exactly because when you're in a private one-to-one talk therapy, sometimes it's hard to talk about your story. But when you hear about, oh, wow, like five other people have shame. Wow, like men and women have shame about their bodies, right? Men and women have shame about how much money they make or don't make. Men and women have shame about being lazy or disorganized and not put together, can't get things done, procrastination. You know, you start to realize, hey, I'm just a human being. (laughs) We're all in it together. We're all in it together. And so the best way to heal our shadow is to find find unconditional acceptance. You know, I once thought, well, this shadow work mean that, okay, it's fine for me to be lazy. <laughs> it's fine for me to be angry. It's fine for me to be in fear. It's really funny because when we do this work, it doesn't mean we're going to stay in fear forever. It doesn't mean we're staying in anger, you know, unworthiness forever. What's really interesting is, you know, Martin Luther King said, hate cannot drive out hate. Right. So if I hate that I'm angry, I'm dooming myself. I'm never going to get over my anger. But love can heal hate. Love can heal fear. Right. Love can heal grief. So remember my beginning example of how I have this really elder shaman woman who just held my heart and just let me cry. I didn't have to talk.
talk, right? Just so just imagine having person who's done the shadow work, just holding you and you don't even need to talk or you can talk as much as you want, but somebody just holding you and telling you, I know what it feels like. I've been there and I'm holding a light for you while you go dark. Yeah, so powerful. And when we get together in group, you don't have to share if you're not ready to share, but you can break through with other people's breakthrough. If another person in the group is having a breakthrough and they share their breakthrough, then suddenly you also have the breakthrough. So like, I just think it's so powerful when we get together in a circle. And you know, the first time I was in the shame circle, it was 2018. I was in this goddess retreat. One of the things that I had shame about was abortion. And that was something that I didn't want to talk about. I've never told anybody about it, but it's just something that was eating me alive inside. There were 24 women at this circle. Seven of the 24 women had had an abortion and had shame. So because I shared my shame, then six other women in the circle instantly is like, yep. So it was so beautiful because by me being vulnerable about my shame, then everybody else also benefits. So that is the power of healing in community. Yes, this gives me chills. I love it because yeah, this is this is what we experience so much. I'm sure if you have coaching programs as well, I see this happen all the time. I mean, in business containers, but also I have a program called Soul Revival that's focused a lot on like healing and confidence and that. And it's the same. It's like when one person says it, it's a ripple effect of like, wait, you, you experienced that too? Oh my God, I feel free now. Or even through the podcast or through Instagram, when you're vulnerable when you share those shames that's when people are flooding in like I'm I feel so connected I feel so seen I love that thank you so much for sharing that I, I couldn't couldn't agree more with that so the question that we're moving into to close is is like a, a strong shift from that amazing deep work but what does being a wealthy and well woman mean to you? The permission to shine like a diamond. Mm. Now, I know it sounds really cheesy, but I'm going to tell you all the blockages that blocks us from shining like a diamond. When we grow up, we probably have parents who think that they know better than us. They are constantly trying to fix us, telling us what we're doing is wrong. I mean, bless their heart, right? Because they are trying to parent us the best way they know how, but actually what they've been doing is dimming our light and putting out our fire. And then if you've been in relationship, in my case, I've been in relationship for 19 years, you know, because I had daddy issues going into the relationship. Unfortunately, I manifested a relationship that was still controlling, constantly fixing me and trying to tell me what to do. For example, telling me that the way I parent my daughter is wrong. And so my whole life, I have bought into a lie. I've bought into a lie that I there's something wrong with me. And their voice lives almost in my psyche where I keep thinking, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? So it's to let it all go and to realize that, no, really, each and every one of us can shine bright like a diamond if only we cut all the cords with everyone who's tried to dim our light and put out our fires. But not because they are trying to manipulate us or hurt us, just because that is how they think love is. You know, we've lived in patriarchy for thousands of years. And so we think that we need to obey authority and just 
kind of blindly disempowering ourselves. So, you know, find forgiveness for our ex-partners and our parents because they loved us the best that they know how. They provided and protected us the best that they know how. But know that who we truly are is not determined by what other people say about us. Yes. Oh, I love that. That that's such a unique answer to what does it mean to be a wealthy and well woman? And I it's so true. So before we close today, Winnie, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you and plug into all of this amazing juice that you share? Yeah. So my website is mindfulhealingheart.com and you can find links to my book, my course. And also I have an online community where once a week I channel a blessing and you know, you can play the blessing infinite times to clear your own karma, learn the mantra, and the work so learn how to fish so you can clear the blockages yourself beautiful thank you so much Winnie for coming on the show today I love you so much Kat thank you everybody listening Thank you so much for spending this time with me on today's episode of the Wealthy and Well Woman podcast. I am so grateful that you listened in. If you loved what you heard and you feel called to share, please go leave me a review on iTunes so I can make sure to keep all this good stuff coming your way. Also share this episode with someone you think would absolutely love it. And I will be so grateful. That's how we spread the Wealthy and Well Woman mission together. If you aren't already following me on social media, come and join me by following at Kat Sanuski. I would love to connect with you there and I cannot wait to connect you with you back here in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and shine as the wealthy and well woman you are.